Hi, thank you for spending time with us today discussing animal behavior, training, and healthcare. Dogs, cats, horses, we love them all, as do you. My name is Meg Harrison, owner of blackwingfarms.com. I want to welcome you here with three promises. You will, number one, learn something new in every episode. Two, smile at least once. Three, be amazed by the people you will hear sharing on this podcast. Now, get ready to engage. Um, wow. Hi. Okay. We're live. Hi. 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 Hi, ladies. We did it. We did it. And uh, yeah, we're so excited uh, to be back live and recording. So anybody can pick this up anytime. And of course we got on early, the three of us, and we were talking and we've been talking for a half hour Mm -hmm. and, um, but we were right in the middle of a conversation. Libby, we were talking about that first, here we go again already. The first 24. And I want to ask you kind of sort of just straight off the bat. Why is that so important? The first 24 hours. Because it's a new experience, right? Any new experience is going to sit with a person or human. And so we want to make that brand new experience of coming into this shelter uh, to be as positive as possible, right? Most animals don't know where they're at, especially owner relinks, I think are, you know, especially important because they're coming from a really safe, comfortable place to somewhere that's now chaotic, loud, scary. And so the more that we can help transition them, you know, pleasantly, uh, I think the better they're going to adapt to this new environment and experience. Um, You know, it's a little different with shelter to shelter, I think, mm-hmm. because we are, you know, the Disneyland of shelters. So to for me to pull a dog from a, a smaller kennel with maybe no bedding, maybe no toys, and then coming to our place where it's much larger and now there's race beds and toys. And uh, I think, w- I know, we, you know, my experience is a lot of our dogs that will come super scared and, and timid the moment they hit our shelter they're completely different and like blossom. But I have noticed that uh, more so with the owner relinquished dogs, it's uh, it's very traumatic for them because you're coming to, to a completely in different environment. And so we need to help transition them as best we can. And transport too. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that because so many dogs now are being transported mm-hmm. to other shelters, et cetera, other places or being shipped for whatever reason. And yes. transport is huge also. And and scheduling. Schedules. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, after- you know, I just Go ahead. transported uh, seven dogs yesterday. And, you know, though I, you know, and I was alone, so it's tougher. I spray all the crates with the drama trauma and calm balm. And I still had a uh, Great Pyrenees for the full hour of transport trying to scratch out of her crate. That's interesting and that's important to know because so you had six out of seven that did chill out, etc. There's yeah. sometimes it's it's literally it's locked into the DNA, right? It is, it is so a Pyrenees pattern yeah. and it's a Pyrenees. Okay, it's well, Pyrenees. let's talk about that. Right so there. Test. Tess, who deals with, you know, so many different breeds Mm -hmm. in a given day, um, our wonderful Mm -hmm. Tess, pedicures by Tess, and Mm -hmm. uh, master groomer, and all kinds of wonderful things. Tell us why you said, oh, Pyrenees. Oh, well, you know, I've had Pyrenees in my life, and it's just putting them in a small space is just not part of their 
what they what their DNA is all about. They need to roam. They need to survey the land. They are babysitters. They're they they take care of their you know their their watchdogs. They're herders. So that transport probably could have been even worse without the the drama right. trauma yeah. in the beginning. I be, I mean I believe um and from my past history of rescuing many Pyrenees. They would have pulled out of the crate if it wasn't for the Blackwing Farms. <laughs> so bravo to you for even putting yeah. a Pyrenees in a crate and transporting yeah, right. it to a new facility. Bravo. I have yeah. <laughs> and the other thing for me, too, is that if I'm a little bit calmer, if I if I can even just pull my shoulders down from the, you know, from my ears and relax my arms on the steering wheel and the calm balm spray helps me do that. Mm -hmm. And and again, we don't know what we're addressing. And in the in that calm balm spray, we have something called rose geranium. So it's it's a very wonderful hybrid from South Africa, but it is all about adjusting to change. And it's about leaving behind grief because so much of the time we bring the grief with us, mm. um, whether it's not necessarily even loss, it's change. It's grief to an animal is change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So yeah, um, just huge and massive. Wow. Okay, Libby, back to intros. Tell us how, who, how long you've been at Rancho Coastal. Tell us about Rancho Coastal and your uh, position there. Um, I've been at Rancho Coastal for 13 years, oh uh, started out at the front desk and worked into kennels and became kennel manager for a while, and now I'm the behavioral and training specialist. Um, Rancho Coastal has been here since 1960 uh, and was started as uh, just by a single woman, Mary uh, Maria K. Lloyd, and you know, it was before the five was even built along here, and it was just a dirt road, and you know, it's been, it's been, uh, and they had a lot of other even wild animals. She took in a lot mm -hmm. of different wild animals. And, you know, we've, it's just a great, I call it mom and pop kind of shelter. I mean, we have some fantastic land and are able to utilize that for the animals really well. And it's just, I find it to be an amazing organization. You know, the people here are awesome. And a lot of our poor people have been here for 15, 20 or more years as well. So it's just, um, I really enjoy being here with all our people and, and the kind of facility that we are. That speaks mm -hmm. volumes in this day and age because we call it the trainer shuffle. You know, every six months, they, you know, people move on through. Tess, you've had a long relationship with Rancho Coastal Humane. Absolutely. They, yeah, are, tell us. they are well known here in our San Diego area. They really are our diamond in the rough and, um, and the staff. That, or, that is working there. It's kind of an honor to work there because it's the best of the best. So you definitely have a great reputation going over there, Libby. And we're so thankful for all that you're doing. You guys are head yeah. of the game. You're using Blackwing Farms. You guys are piping in music in your shelters. You have, uh, you know, a great group of volunteers. I think you are just um, keeping up and keeping the people informed. You have so many programs that you offer our people with their animals yeah. too. So... I, I just can't say enough good things about Rancho Coastal. I really can't. I love everything about what you're doing. So I appreciate you. And Thank you, you. Knew, you knew some of the some of the board maybe when you were at Helen Woodward or who? Oh, I, I can't. You're talking about me. Well, yes. I, oh, yeah. I was talking about to Tess. Because, oh yes, yeah. yes. When I yeah, we a lot of people. You know, like like you said, the the shuffle. We go back and forth. You know, they're two of the um, older. Uh, mm -hmm. Sanctuary rescues shelters. 
that we have in our San Diego area. So I think, you know, you shuffle around, you get where your family kind of fits right. And so a lot of people have moved around back and forth. I've worked with many of the people that are there now. So I just love them all. Libby, so you were were just speaking about, you know, the transportation, the, the first 24, which to the public, I'm going to explain that that means the intake, the first 24 hours, how crucial that is. Um, bringing an animal in and getting them into a, a safe mental space, mentally um, accepting, adaptable, is adoptable. And I know right. that you are um, a big fan of Blackwing Farms, and you're talking about drama trauma when you're traveling. And earlier yeah. when we were talking, you mentioned about New Beginnings, and that's one of Meg's original sprays. And New Beginnings, yeah. I think, is something I'd love for you to tell people how you're using that right now in the shelter. Yeah, I use it uh, when we first put them in the kennels. So any new dog that comes in, I will use the new beginnings um, for several days, uh, definitely. So I don't just use it the first day that they're here. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to use it for several days following. Um, And if they seem like they're settled pretty well or super social and comfy at the kennel front, then I won't feel the need to use those or that blend. Um, But absolutely, I spray the kennel front Um, When I can, I put it right directly on them. That's one of my favorite modes because I just like the idea of it always around their chest and they can smell it um, no matter where they are. Um, But uh, yeah, the New Beginnings I think is fabulous for new animals coming in or, you know, in association with the fresh start, right? So I, I will use the New Beginnings if, right, an animal's had a bad experience maybe with a volunteer or, right, uh, or the something going on, a bad dog interaction, um, then I will use that for that kind of instance as well. I love Fresh Start, and I I don't talk about it enough, but I think it is fantastic. Is that it? Is that it, Tess? Could you do, yeah. Tess, could you do me a favor? Do you have that Fresh Start? Can you um, maybe read the ingredients? Oh, Tess, we lost your, we oh, lost your got- volume. We got no. Where are you, baby? You blanked off. Uh oh. Where are you? Wow. Okay, so (laughs) I did that earlier. (laughs) I did that earlier. And Tess is the brains of the outfit. How are we going to keep going? (laughs) How are we going? Oh my goodness. Oh, Tess, I love you. I love you. You might have to. She's going to log off and I think log back on again. Okay, there she goes. Okay, so, um, but Libby, you know, back to, yes, I don't give Fresh Start enough of a shout out. And sometimes that's all they need. My favorite thing in there is um, passion flower. I have passion flower in the Fresh Start because it's also, it's for cats who forget where the kitty litter box is. Okay. That's Fresh Start. So we can, here's, here's Tess back again. Are you there, babe? Hi. No, we still don't have no sound. No. Oh, geez. No. That's that's not You're good. You're coming in broken up, babe. You're coming in broken up. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? Have you seen the MTV things where you hold up, you know, hold up a sign and then. <laughs> Where's your behavior chart? Where's your behavior chart? You can swear at me and nobody can hear. <laughs> don't call me. Don't call me a bomb, okay? 
<laughs> oh my god! Hey, if nothing else, we put the fun back into shelter life, that's right? Oh my god! Right. Oh my god! Here she goes. Here she goes. She's gonna write things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There she goes. What is she? Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Nice. Now you can read it. There you go. Love it. Oh my gosh. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. So here, here's a little something about Blackwing Farms that we. We became a company. We got licensed. Can you hear me, Tess? Can you hear me? <laughs> you can hear, but she, <laughs> yeah, put it on the computer. Let's, or the ear. <laughs> this is, this is my, her worst nightmare is that I can continue to talk and she, Tess, hola, hola. come back, come back, Tess. Okay, so, but a really quick thing about Blackwing Farms. We became licensed. We became a company, did all the whatever we needed to do. Never a 501c3 for us. We're not. We are for profit. But what we did when we became a company was I waited for November so that we could become a company founded in the sign of Sagittarius. Because if anybody knows anything about Sagittarius, we have fun. We have yes. a good time. And so what we say here at Blackwing Farms, if we're not having fun, we're not doing it right. And nice. this includes, I mean, anybody can look at my bio. Oh, my God. You know, 14 California wildfires. When I was San Diego Humane rescuing. Uh, Katrina, F5 tornadoes. You, you know, I mean, I've been there. I'm not saying it was fun, but I'm saying I made it through. So here we go. I would love to, gosh, Tess, I can't believe you're not on with us right now. I would love to talk a little bit about burnout and compassion fatigue, Libby. Um, it's so important. And I think that you guys must be doing something really, really right at your Humane Society for your staff to have been there so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, like I said, our core people have been here a long time. Um, you know, kennel staff. We do. We we have a kind of a revolving door yeah. just because people need to live financially and nonprofits are not going to pay you right that much. But uh, again, I think we're special because we get to hand. We're like, a you know, like a little rescue in a way because we get to hand pick our animals and we still have had some people, you know, I've had kennel staff leave solely because they felt like they just had nothing more to give. Um, to the animals or to their own animals, they were pretty burned out. Yep. Um, but you, you do have to know how to take care of yourself outside of here. This is huge. It's, okay. You know, so, you know, again, yeah, know when to walk away, even for right. the day, even for the day. Yes. So one of the things that I took to Hurricane Katrina, because I knew I was not, you know, it was going to be rough. And what I also knew is I needed to be able to walk away completely get a good night's sleep, wake up refreshed without having any nightmares. Now that was a tall order, but I took our hammock blend with me. And there are many people who, oh, she's going to log off and on again. I think there are many people who really understand hammock blend. Actually, they use that, uh, the Humane Society of the United States used that when they rescued the 367. Do you remember that court ordered Oh, years ago, it was a court ordered seizure in the southeast of a um, a, a fighting ring, a dog fighting oh, ring. Yeah. And they uh, confiscated 367 fighting oh, wow. dogs and they had to hold them for trial. 
So yes. they had to hold them for like over a year. So what they did was they called me one day and they said, you know, we broke one of your bottles. And I said, broke one of my bottles. They're all in, you know, plastic sprays. How did you do that? And they go, well, we use hammock blend every day at nap time. No. Nice. Yeah. So again, when we talk about the scheduling, um, yes. you know, downtime, do you guys have a scheduled downtime or do you just extend your night downtime? Our, our Yeah, our night is kind of downtime, for yeah. sure, because we uh -huh. don't have someone here 24-7. Um, but we are very routine with the animals' schedule. So they get out at the same time every day. They're fed at the same time every day. Um, so that That's is good. pretty routine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and same with kind of BAs. We don't uh, do a behavior assessment until they've settled in for a few days first. And then we'll handle them and, and get, get a better handle on what they're tolerant of or, or not. Um, but, yeah, everything definitely, I think, routine and scheduling is really important for their comfort level. Because then they know, right, to hold it for this long. I know every day I get out at this time of day. So they get into a nice routine the same as in a home, right? They need exactly. a routine. You're, yes. You're literally you're training them and their bodies for the home. Yes, yes, absolutely. yes, yes, yes. And I've seen I've seen dogs that were so stressed in kennels. There were, I was with a trainer in Phoenix one day and there was a dog there and it was a terrible thing had survived a fire, survived a house fire. So all four paws were padded and it was an older dog. And but it was so stressed and actually just starting to shut down. And the trainer that I was with said, oh, my goodness, let's get this dog out for a walk and bandaged feet from this fire. And the dog I will say pottied like a racehorse. Oh my gosh. Once again, because he was housebroken and he yeah. just didn't potty in his, in his uh, confined area. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just so mm -hmm. huge. Um, mm -hmm. Scheduling. The wonderful thing about scheduling is dandelion, dandelion essence, which is the bane for everybody. But dandelion is all about um, the clock. Dandelion is known in many countries as the floral clock. Because it closes at night, it opens, it's open the most at noon, and then starts to close again. And it's also uh, blooms for three seasons. It's one of the longest blooming flowers. It blooms early in the spring and late into winter. So nice. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all about good. That's all about scheduling. And that's again, what I did at Katrina was one of the ingredients was dandelion. So here's, here's, here's one of my, one of my first questions. I've got two for you, but this thing about, you know, the proudest program or achievement, and you said, that's going to be hard. I mean, maybe the top three or four that come to your mind today, you know, yeah. what? Uh, the top would be, I think, the Animal Safe House program, just yes, because we're yes. one of the few, right? Yes. Uh, because it's not done other places. So being able to take in animals, all kinds of animals, not just cats and dogs. We've had guinea pigs and snakes and all kinds of, you know, chinchillas. And when people, and it's not just domestic violence. So we have had people go into domestic violence um, shelters, and then we're able to take their animals and, keep them safe and do medical on them for free and then let them get their lives back on track. And so they can keep their animals, but it's also, we've also extended it to um, veterans who may have to go into the hospital for a short period of time and they have no one to care for their animal. And so we've included it in, 
you know, it's not just domestic violence, but I love that, you know, people who are in dire straits for one reason or another who just need a short term fix, you know, for someone to care for their animals. And I love that, you know, a lot of these animals will come in maybe not in the best medical shape. And then we will do everything that we need to do, whether we get their skin cleared up. Of course, we spay and neuter. We get them vaccinated and we'll get them on special diets if they need to be. I mean, I just love that we offer that to people who who really need it, who are in desperate need for those that kind of thing. And then it's not done in more shelters, you know, but again, we're small and private. So we have the luxury of saving space right, for those kind of animals. But I've but, also yeah, heard that it's part of your foster too, right? That these these dogs or cats or guinea pigs could be fostered out also Absolutely. as part of this yeah. program. Yeah. And the most important thing of what you've said, you know, people will delay surgery because they don't have anybody to take care of their animals. They will. Right. And HSUS, HSUS did a huge study, and I can't remember the exact name, but it's got to be 20 years ago, where People of um, in situations of domestic violence will not leave because their animals have been threatened. Exactly. Yeah, a huge percentage. It's a very large percentage of people who decide to stay because they don't want to leave their animal uh, left with the abuser and and the shelters don't take in the animals that you know exactly that. oh my gosh so if we you know and we can we cannot at all um make light of that but even pet sitting even pet sitting people don't go on vacation because they right. have no one to that will take care of their animals as they would so again when i go to a rescue when i go somewhere to rescue uh people go well why do you go and i go because i would want me to take care of my animals if i was in that situation right so that's why Katrina y'all stay at your desk jobs I'm on my way so you know yeah so that was yeah that was one Tess do we have a voice are you there honey can you hear me oh yeah well I gave up one computer for another so I don't have my earphones on and so sorry for that you sound wonderful you sound wonderful so Libby was telling us about the safe house and that is that is just so, so massively huge. It's not a beautiful program. It is. It's, yeah. You know, and again, here, and this is a little bit of a segue here because mentors mm-hmm. for you, but Libby, I was thinking, you know, your facility and the programs that you guys do run there is, you know, is a great example for others as as our mentors. So when I say mentors, teachers, authors, or other stand-up people who influence you, either today or influenced you to get into this business, and you were just mentioning that person in Riverside. What was his name? Michael Shikashio. Uh, All right. Tell us yes. about that, if you don't mind. Yeah. He uh, just... It was a seminar on uh, aggression handling and treatment. And so because he uh, specializes in aggressive dogs, whether it's aggression towards people or human um, or dogs, he uses, again, all positive methods. And he had lots of videos, but certain ways of how to hold the dog, what you do if the dog charges at you or lunges at you. Um, And he was just I thought he was fantastic because I've seen other trainers who feel that you know you've got to use again some force or dominance theory and he uses none of that and had again with his videos amazing results with just positive reinforcement 
you know, and he uses different methods or different styles, but always positive, uh, never a negative or an aversive. And he was really enjoyable to watch for the for the uh, full two days that we were there. Is he approachable? Does he have a website or does he have a blog or what? No, he does have a website. Oh, what is the Could name you of just his? do us a favor and spell his last name? His first name's Michael, sure. right? Michael? Uh, Michael. And then Shikashio, S-H-I-K-A-S-H-I-O. See that. Thank you. Because, you know, again, the more positive and we did talk before we got on air, we did talk about prong colors and shock colors and, you know, quote, field colors and e colors and all these things. And, you know, what are we going to do as a nation to literally get rid of these things? My goodness. We, you know, we ought to be embarrassed. There are other countries that have outlawed them. Oh, there are yeah. Four or five countries that just. Yeah. I mean, when people to sit back and decide, like, when is kindness going to step forward, you know, and that, and it's, Ooh, good one. you know, it is all doable. It's, um, Libby, did you find that it just took, it just takes a little time and that a lot of people <laughs> don't have that patience to train and that technique. That is a shame. It makes me want to cry. I'm so glad you went to visit, visit him. And, um, you know, I just, I think that's it. It's just. Having that kindness in your heart where you know you can do better. And once you do better, you know that you've got to share that information. So yeah, it is. I, I consider it laziness in a way. Yeah. It is because people are impatient, right? So a prong collar with certain dogs will shut them down quickly. Yeah. They will quit doing the thing you don't want them to do. But it doesn't really change. It doesn't teach them anything is what no. I try to make people I think that's. I think that's the most important thing. We can train them you know train to train means to drag you know yeah. we can drag yeah. them to good behavior or we can teach them exactly exactly here's 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 kind of my final my final question i think is oh. please give us some free advice yeah Libby. Ah, what is it honey what wow is it? wow well there's jeez <laughs> uh you know, one, I would say, you know, the most, the thing that first pops into my head is I noticed like, let your dog sniff on walks. Oh. You know, when I see people walking their dogs, they're just walking, like, let's go. They, I always see people dragging their dog away from the thing that they're investigating. And I hate that. It's really, if the walk is for your dog, let your dog do what it wants to do, which is investigate and smell. And people don't realize that really your dog's going to be tired out much quicker if you let them use their sense of smell, it's work in their brain, than just trying to jog them or walk them for, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Let them sniff as long as, and everything and anything that they want to sniff, that would be the first thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's, it's timing. They're rushing. They're not patient and they're not looking at it from the dog's view. And you know, like, it's not about exercising and running and walking your dog as fast as you can. It's that mental stimulation. That's going to tire them out. Libby, yes. I love you. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is absolutely fantastic. And I think that, you know, we can do a whole show on that. We already told, uh, yeah. we told a few people that, you know, we're going to go on to YouTube. So, um, and we're going to have 
free advice on YouTube, but it's going to be very topic related. And I think that is fantastic. I also tell people, I say, take your, take your dogs in the car. If you don't have time for a nice leisurely walk, let them pick their noses out because noses are so important. And that's another thing maybe we can talk about next time. Cause this is not the last time you're going to be on with us. No, Libby, no. You oh, I'm here for you guys. I just love that free advice you gave. And yeah. I, Gosh, I wish we had another half hour. I well, really we'll take it. We'll take it. it next month. How's that? We'll get that in. Why can't we come? Can, Libby, would you invite Tess and I to come up to uh, Rancho Coastal Humane mm -hmm. and yeah. actually do another one up there and maybe show off your facility? I would love that. That we'll would be that. fantastic. We're gonna, yeah, we're both going to be in San Diego for Pities in the Park. A big event okay. on October 13th. And, mm -hmm. but then, yeah, so Tess and I will come up and we're also, my gosh, who else are we interviewing while well, I'm in San Diego? Oh, Dr. Katie Kangas and Amanda Ree of Sama Dogs. So I know. So again, super exciting stuff. You are fabulous. You are wonderful. Oh, and well, I thank you for letting me be here. Thank, thank you enough. so much. You take care, everybody. Bye -bye. All right. We'll be soon, soon. Bye. We hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new to share with your friends. Get in touch through this podcast or at blackwingfarms.com and let us know how we can help you or one of your precious animals. Please subscribe. We're new here and need the numbers. Explore Blackwing Farms for more information about using natural remedies and techniques to improve behavioral health in all situations. If you shop, use a discount code animals inside out at checkout one word same as this podcast animals inside out until next time take care and remember to play